0: I'm back. What is going on, everybody? It's the weekend. It's the weekend of the uh, big old UFC. Uh, Conor McGregor versus uh, Khabib. I'm looking forward to that. I'm not. I'm not one to piss on Cheerios or be the pessimist or anything like that. But for me, um, I'm also looking very much for or very forward to Felice Herrig and uh, Michelle Waterson. I'm looking forward to Ferguson and showtime oh man this is a nice card I, i am a big fight fan i like boxing uh i could stomach some kickboxing uh they just don't put it on very often i don't i rarely see it especially the high highest of the levels of it highest levels of it excuse me um even grappling i'll watch wrestling anything like that but yeah man good weekend coming up uh obviously the nfl is still going on full swing i'm a bears fan as you guys know and that khalil mack signing and Bringing in coach that coach from KC, man, that, that's been an improvement. Now, I'm not going to sit here and freak out, well, oh, Super Bowl, no, none of that shit, but uh, this team's going to do something. Uh, it, I mean, 8-8 eight eight is, is uh, I think it'll be the worst that they'll do. Now, between 8-8 and 10-6, and, 10 and six, it's two games. There's a two-game difference between those two. I'm going to put them between 10-6 and six and 8-8. Eight and eight. Maybe in between they'll get nine and seven, but that's where they're at. And that's a long way considering last year and the last couple of years. But anyway, this episode is going to be in between, you know, my car casts and my regular scheduled episode. Obviously this is regular, uh, my routine episode, not the car casts that are just random. This one, I've been going back and forth on the topic, but I'm just going to kind of cover the five pillars of toxic hypergamy now all day and all night it's always toxic masculinity men are this, man spreading, all this other shit everything men do, men breathe and exist and it's fucking offensive to women today and they have the government to protect them they have Silicon Valley I mean I, I'm actually in the middle of a 60 day ban for Facebook for putting the word tranny on Facebook not Calling anybody a tranny, I literally put the word tranny. I said somebody looked like one. So Facebook is down. I won't be posting my episodes there. Um, all that said, uh, I'm, I like I said, I'm gonna. Well, not I hate to say it like this, like anti-Semitic shit, but uh, I've not really pushed this podcast through Zuckerberg's platform or the Jews at YouTube platforms because. Of that very reason, the whole ban banning for words type of shit. Like, it's one of those things about invading spaces, and that's why I'm, t- I'm talking about toxic, toxic hypergamy. Because you can talk about all the fucking shitty stuff that men do, and rape, and crime, and murder, and all that, but you you, you are gonna sit there and openly ignore the fact that men build fucking societies and civilizations and invent things like the smartphone for you whores. Yes, I mean whores to babble and and ass vomit your fucking feminism onto everything that feminism is like getting a handicap in golf and that handicap is provided to and, you know, protected and enforced by men because you can't even do feminism right. You need men to do it for you. This is literally something that is enforced by men. Well, now, why men? Let me calm down. I, I know when I get loud, the audio gets a little bit, you know, choppy. I'm doing this through Bluetooth headsets and basically my cell phone, and uh, yeah. Which I'm not going to apologize for. But basically, let's, let's let's boil it down like this: all the issues that these chicks have with men, yet. They won't walk away from the resources. They, they won't they won't give up the benefits of men. Because at the end of the day, men pay the majority of taxes. And women love free shit. They vote Democrat and they go get all the free shit they can. They like dinners. They go on Cinder. And they dangle their little pussies out there without actually having to give them up for free food. They get in relationships and they have the option of, Getting pregnant and holding that man responsible for the sex that was between two people. 100% of the responsibility of children is on men, not women. Because all a bitch has to do is produce a baby, collect child support, and there's nothing nothing in place to make sure she takes care of that child. There's an entire system in place to like, hey, that nigga better pay that child support. That's why I don't like black women. But because... That entire system is built to hold them up, and yet there's no—they're doing an absolutely horrendous job raising children. They're—they're they're horrible at it. Just look at the fucking stats. If you remove single motherhood-raised criminals from prison and the black community, black crime is almost non-existent. Now, a lot of dads out there are fucking cucks too. All these dudes are fucking feminists. So, to say. It's an absolute that, oh, if, the guy, if there's a man in the home, you know, everything will be steady. I mean, statistically, that bear, it bears that that's true. But if it's a bitch, in the, if it's two bitches in the house raising the kid, it, you might as well just leave him with the fucking foster, a fucking foster parent or a single mother. And you know what the fuck the thing is? I'm going to have to take that last line back because foster parents are doing a great thing. Now, you all know me for these tangents, and I'm sorry. But let me get on what I really wanted to say in the episode, and again, most of my shows go about half an hour, I'm going to try to keep, I'm not going to go that long on this one, I just want to talk about, since there's man spreading and men breathing, and men exist, and men don't give money away to women for free, that's all the things of toxic, you know, all, the, all these little pillars of toxic masculinity, man spreading, mansplaining, men existing, men breathing, let's talk about the five foundation, or you know, five pillars of toxic hypergamy. Now right off, right from jump, I'm gonna start with the one I hate the absolute most. So number one, I hate this shit. And one of the five the first of the five pillars of toxic hypergamy is over-dependence. Women are, no matter whether whether or not they want to admit it or not, they are dependent on men. And they're proudly dependent on men. And they proudly love to suck up men's resources via government force, via gaslighting, via tricking them, via keeping them in the friend zone and just like kind of, you know what I'm saying, manipulation they love to blood suck men love it absolutely love it turns them on the women are so at least in their prime and that's why they're you know in their prime between I'd say about 14 and 35 36 some women can hold on to their VD until like 38 it's usually a wrap nine times out of ten it's a wrap by about 36 but in their prime Women absolutely love blood-sucking dudes, sucker-ass simps, what I used to be. Yet, they'll do the feminism thing and be like, we need to make equal pay, equal this, equal that, equal this, and equal that. Yet, you still want to depend on men. There's so much hypocrisy, there's so much cognitive dissonance, I just can't stomach the shit. I really can't. Because y'all, women are out earning men in their 20s as far as income. They're out earning degrees. They're out earning, I'm sorry, they're out earning men in in getting college degrees. They're out earning men as far as rights. Yet, they sit here and talk about how men are trash, dating is trash, men aren't living up to my expectations. And it's like, Okay, so you you all are essentially being given a boost by the government, by society, by men. Let's be let's not hold you know let's blame ourselves for this. You get all these boosts and handouts and hand-ups and lifts and uplifting, yet you still you still haven't given up the whole. I'm gonna depend on men. I want a man, real men. This, that, and the other. They haven't walked away from that, and uh, my question is why. Now, I'm not gonna bang on too long on each little topic, but I just wanna spend a few minutes on what I thought is the worst one. Women are super dependent on men, and it makes no fucking sense, considering the government, and everybody keeps saying that they're more capable than us, but yet you never, there was no government assistance to help men build America. Now, white men, let's, let's be honest, they didn't force other people to do it, but that's just part and parcel of a society. Ancient Egypt was built by slaves. America, you can say, is built by slaves, indentured servitude, and a bunch of other stuff that you know you can look at through the lens of today and the lens of the liberal social justice warrior and any realist. And you could be like, you know, oh, this is wrong and evil. I don't think it's the excess of evil. That's just how societies were ran and built. Unfortunately, black people and Chinese people and Irish indentured servants and uh, every group on earth has been on the shitty end of that stick black people like to think that they're the only ones that have ever been oppressed ever in the history of fucking multicellular life in the history of the universe but it's not true which is neither here nor there because i'm not talking about black people now number two this is the one you know obviously i'm all over i'm a little bit you know all over the place with women. It's, you know, I'm inflating hypergamy with their natural, uh, whatever they do and they, how they act and think. But this is the one most closely related to hypergamy, and it's one of the worst ones to me. Obviously, the first one's pretty bad because there's just so much hypocrisy there. But there's a lot of hypocrisy in everything that they do. And number two, one of the pillars, second pillar, I'm sorry, of toxic hypergamy is monkey branching all women monkey branch and another pillar i'm gonna cover why they think monkey branching is okay why they won't admit that they monkey branch but they all do it guys don't don't typically don't monkey branch a dude wants sexual variety because he just does and it's not like a I mean no disrespect to you know relationships but dudes do that out of horniness They just wanna fuck. We just wanna fuck. We have nine times the chemicals in us that make us wanna hump and shit like that than women, right? So we have much more of that in our system. So by end result, if, if you talk about nine times, for every one nut a woman needs to bust, a man needs to bust about nine. If you do the exact gender by gender analysis or comparison of, you know, sex drives, which is neither here nor there, monkey branching, you know, uh, layman's terms or a quick definition, a monkey branching, something was done by every woman, whether she'll admit it or not, especially women six and above, five and above sometimes, is a woman will be in a relationship, she'll see, you know. And the next guy another guy at another level up because women love leveling up right but she doesn't level up all the way meaning she holds on to that that previous guy she has to keep him secure while she's fucking the new guy while she's securing that relationship in the middle of securing that relationship with the new dude she starts to change with the new, the old guy but she keeps she keeps him on the hook just enough. You know, she'll she'll maybe cut the sex back 75%. She'll start, you know, I don't, she doesn't like cleaning. If Whatever her little habits, you know what I'm saying? Household shit, she'll cut back on that and then act as if he's the bad person because he doesn't do it, the stuff that she used to do. You know what I'm saying? Very subtle little things, subtle little changes. But she, she'll still have sex with him just to keep him on the hook. You know what I mean? She'll still give him the lip service, because women like to use words like magic spells, so instead of like showing a man that she loves him, she'll be like, you need to accept the word that I said I love you, so that means I love you, but it's a word, you don't show through your actions what you truly mean or want, you're just telling me a word, that doesn't prove anything, I could say I love somebody and fuck a hundred girls behind their back, and that in a woman, through the woman's perspective, that would be valid if it was a woman doing it, but that's neither here nor there when that new guy uh, you know the guy at the next level that she wants to secure commits it's a rot for the old guy it's time to break up with him you know what I'm saying she's never going to let go of the old guy until the new guy is secured that's why a lot when when women say they get their hearts broken it's because they don't secure the new guy and they're severely mistaken in the thinking that they got him secured and when it doesn't work out they try to act heartbroken and just, they're the victims of cheating and infidelity and male you know what I'm saying like male uh, toxicity if you will when she was the one cheating this bitch was cheating and she her monkey branch failed she fell off the fucking trees of both men and she tries to come off as the victim and look this isn't hatred I'm not mad at women I'm not an incel I don't hate women but this is bullshit. Uh, I, these are, I, I'm only going after their actions. I'm not sitting here saying that women are bad people because at the end of the day, most of this is the, in their nature. I am always, like I talked about at the beginning of the episode, men Men are the ones enforcing gynocentrism down the barrel of a fucking gun. So we can't be mad at women when we have emphasized, not inf- emphasized, emphasize, I'm sorry. We've incentivized... Hypergrammy. We've incentivized to monkey branching. And we've incentivized women to essentially have their cake and eat it too. I Allah. They're dependent on men, but they don't want men around. They don't want men to exist. They think men should be subservient. We have to be subservient servants. The men they want men as slaves. And that's why she's under the impression with her fucking, you know, what the next one is that she was done wrong when Her monkey branch, you know, operation failed. Now, I kind of didn't want to, uh, I really needed this, the uh, third pillar to explain the other two. Or this one, it's in the middle. I have this in the middle, this is the third of the five pillars, and this one in the middle because this isn't like a bad one or anything like that. It's just this is the foundation of toxic hypergamy. And what am I talking about? Women are incredibly good as far as their lo- the one time that they apply logic is rationalization. Women have a way of rationalizing everything. You would think that with the way that women that women's skill set of rationalizing is that they would be able to, you know, understand logic and you know, justice-based morality and shit like that. But women don't. Women have care-based morality, which is absolute bullshit. Women, because if a woman cares about something, like women care about all other women, because they sympathize sympathize with other women. They they can apply care-based morality, and you know, pretty much apply it to a woman victim of a crime. Well, whereas if a man suffers the same, you know, the same crime at the same the hands of the same you know, uh, what do you call it? person who preys on people? a woman will be less sympathetic toward that man and apply the punishment differently because you know you victimize a man a man to a woman is essentially a screwdriver or a, a wrench it's a thing to be used and thrown out once once it's deemed useful it's like a stick of gum as I told you guys a few episodes ago on the bubble gum, opera, the bubble gum I'm sorry uh, doctrine I'm sorry, I forgot it <laughs> but the bubble gum doctrine a man is like a stick of gum you chew on it gives you the minty or gummy flavor once that that piece of gum runs out of flavor, spit it out. And that's how women treat and apply their love and lo- what they call love to men. That's what a man is to a woman, a piece of gum. And that's why she can't sympathize. And that's why when you're like, oh, women have great logic. No, the fuck they don't. They have rationalization hamsters. A lot of people call them, uh, ra- just, they, they can rationalize really well. They can't. They're, it's a bit of narcissistic rationalization. And to get, I guess to kind of explain, is like I talked about with the monkey brancher, the bitch was cheating, right? Cheating to get a new dick. The new dick said no, or was using her, just like she was using both men, essentially. So... She dumps the old guy, the new dick kicks her to the curb, and her monkey branch operation failed. And now this woman, her brain has rationalized it as, I'm heartbroken. Men are pigs. Men are, so you know what I'm saying, that both men broke her heart. She's Her brain has kind of turned everything around to where she wasn't the fucking dog in this. She turns it around in her brain to kind of say, men are the pigs. Men are disgusting. Men are the cheaters. And they shouldn't and somebody should have committed to her because she feels as a woman that men are tools and utilities and they need to submit to women and give women their money and everything all those you know, all that shit that women think, right? And because the men didn't do that, she's the victim. Men are bad. That rationalization hamster. You couldn't believe the audacity that women have with this rationalization bullshit. But they do. They do and they have it. It's who they are. I don't hate them. I'm not an incel. Again, that's all they fucking... And it's one of those... Incel has become a term like a magic spell that women are using now. Because, like, their brain will hear me saying these things. And a chick who's monkey branched, a single mother of six by six guys. A chick who uses men as tools and pieces of gum to be chewed up and spat out. She'll hear this. Her rationalization have to be like... There's too much truth in that there's too much you know critique of my actions there's too much calling me out so he must be an incel. he must not get pussy. and therefore since we, we women validate men as human beings because men aren't human beings they're tools and since nobody's using that tool i'm going to call him an incel uh, my brain is going to you know hypothesize that because a woman isn't using that tool i.e me as a man that i'm an incel so what i'm saying is from a place of hurt and i'm not saying anything right and i'm ranting and raving and because it is not emotionally relevant to her because women are fucking emotional with care-based morality yet don't sympathize with men as human beings because we're gum bubble gum to them has dismissed every point i've ever made because she can be like oh incel no point is valid i think uh Another bad example, or I said, bad, a great example of women's rationalization hamster, particularly when they talk about the whole incel or you don't get pussy thing, you know what I'm saying, their, their magic spell, that's the word supposed to shut me down, women's brains will kind of say, oh, well, since he doesn't get pussy, let's say, for example, you were doing math, right, With basic, you no, know, fucking four-year-old math, right? somebody who doesn't get pussy to say 2 plus 2 equals 4 that's wrong but if you take a chat and have him take 2 plus 2 equals 5 well that's right because he's hot and women validate his existence because they fuck him you know what I'm saying? something like that that's how women's rationalization works and that's why it's the foundation of their hypergamy and all their actions and how they could live their life the way they do justify it in their brains as okay because they rationalize everything from there in a ways let me specify they rationalize it in ways that will show them as the good guy and the victim and the the victor in the same all in the same breath I know it doesn't make sense but that's how women's brains work rationalization hamsters now the fourth pillar of toxic hypergamy uh, I'm going to play a little bit of, with a little bit of de- definitions here. The, I think the medical term is depersonalization syndrome or disorder. Uh, another term for it is derealization. But in layman's terms, the fourth pillar of toxic hypergamy is basically women being completely bereft of the, you know, the, of observable reality of the world they live in. Of, you know, what's in front of their face here and now. They're detached from it. And the reason this disorder, you can look this shit up, is actually a disorder. And the reason this disorder is not widely diagnosed and not widely spread or widely discussed is because you'd have to diagnose 53% of the world population with it. You'd have to diagnose every woman walking this earth with it because they're detached from reality. And I know... That sounds like I'm dissing. I'm not dissing them. Again, I'm discussing nature. This isn't hurt. I'm not an incel. Again, I have to say that every fucking point in these pillars. But the one of the pillars, the fourth pillar of toxic hypergamy is the fact that women are essentially detached from reality. Observable reality doesn't register with them. They need what they feel is the best of the time. So if a chick is fat, she'll look in the mirror her rationalization will kick in, tell herself that she's gorgeous, her hypergamy, all these things kind of work it together all at once, you know, it's all, all at once, this is, these things are telling her, oh, well, I'm the victim, I'm the one who got cheated on when her she was monkey branching, she's rationalizing in her head that, that she didn't cheat at all, And then, I mean, this is kind of similar to the first pillar, but not really, because the first pillar talks about how she's dependent. So she just dates down, right? So date down, if monkey branching fails, women date down, right? But the dude, she goes to just to kind of balance herself, to get back on her feet, to to be her platform, which is the first pillar, right? You know, dependence. She is absolutely disgusted with him. And the minute she can find a a peak target that is above the guy that she tried to help monkey branch to with the previous relationship, right? So let's say for argument's sake that these guys were making money, right? Let's say she had a guy with, I don't know, six-figure job, right? He made 100K a year. She was trying to monkey branch to the dude that made 250K a year, right? Almost double, more than double the money the previous guy made, right? She fell off that monkey branching tree. And to cover her own ego... She rationalized it and was like, oh, I'm the victim of this, this entire situation. Found her a guy that made 50K a year. But she looks at him with disgust and contempt. Because he's not at the level of those previous two guys that she had a hold of for. So now, while she's got this guy with 50K a year, he's probably happy because he's dating up. Or whatever the hell you want to call it. Right? she dates down because she failed at monkey branching. So, while with this 50k a year guy she has to get a dude because hypergamy floats the dude that she has to get next has to be uh, making 300k a year uh six-pack abs you know perfect chad perfect jawline perfect skin color light and dark skin at the same time a christian who loves his mama but will will abandon his mama to help her hypergamy get stroked. make all that make sense because it doesn't and that's what i'm talking about women being detached from reality and that's all I really want to cover it with that one because I'm going a bit long here. I want to get to the last one. And I'm going to do a little closing snippet. And we'll be out. Not even to as you hear the signal in the background. I apologize for that, but I'm <laughs> going to wrap all this up. Obviously, I mean you could tell where I'm going. The fifth pillar of toxic hypergamy is hypergamy itself. Now, granted, the rationalization is the foundation of how women live their lives as far as social and interpersonal relationships, but hypergamy itself is what's toxic. Now, the way they're using it in today's society, not hypergamy in general. If a woman wants to date, the maximum, date and marry the maximum level guys that she can attain, that's fine where it becomes toxic is she can monkey branch she can sperm jack a bunch of dudes do whatever the fuck she essentially wants with her every little thing her little heart desires right do all of it and then some she does all that right and then it's still not satisfied and that's why hypergamy is toxic because because of the fact that hypergamy floats A lot of these women end up unhappy. I think, I don't know, I don't want to throw a number out there because I don't know off the top of my head right now because I'm driving, but let's just say I heard that over 50% of women, especially after 30 years old, are in antidepressants. Now that number could be higher, it could be lower, but let's just say a significant amount of women are abusing basically drugs, just to cope with real reality. And because of great things like the wall and the fact that she's not going to be the beautiful little princess forever is why she ends up on fucking antidepressants. I mean, it's bad enough. She's already making herself run into the wall faster because women live toxic lifestyles where they abuse alcohol and abuse drugs and whatever the fuck else they're doing, The kids are doing these days, and smoking every fucking 35,000 dicks that she could encounter as long as they're, you know, Chad's, if you will, or Tyrone's. So she's making herself get to the wall faster. Instead of spending those years taking care of her body, taking care of herself, taking care of her health, she's like, you know, trying to max out on hypergamy. Whatever. That's her life. Do her. She realizes that hypergamy, or not hypergamy, she gives us an instinct, but that what she was doing was a big fucking joke. The cat ladies, the the particularly the older women now, that are like cat ladies that are like, I don't need no man, men ain't shit, blah blah blah. That's because Hypergamy failed her. She tried to go too high up. Where some women, some, not all, because I don't think I think marriage. It's going to be an outdated and dead concept and a dead concept or dead, you know, habit that people get into. But if we're going to be honest, if a lot of you chicks that are on antidepressants had a decent husband and you just didn't do the hypergamy, if you could control your hypergamy somehow, some way, you probably wouldn't be on antidepressants. Just a guess. I don't know. I'm no expert on this shit. I'm just taking a wild guess that you 40, 50 year old women that are single or you had to settle for the cuckiest of cucks would have been a lot happier if you had been satisfied you know trying to climb that hypergamy ladder i don't know just a thought again i don't give a fuck about your happiness i hope a lot of you bitches die of stds not all just you sick ones who abuse hypergamy and cheat on dudes but try to rationalize it fuck these bitches i mean not all women i'm not hating all the people bye but i'm talking about the toxic ones particularly the ones who purvey toxic hypergamy. And now the closing segment. All right. Sorry about the little reverse signal here, but it's uh, closing segment time. And I want to talk about something that I actually go through a lot. And uh, this closing segment is going to be on how to deal with relapsing on your red pill rage. Now, I, I beat this around. I beat around this a lot. I'm not a part of the "quote unquote" red pill community or anything like that. I think it's a bunch of pua's and hustlers and dating coaches, and it's been hijacked. But neither here nor there. I'm gonna take like a, you know, probably, hopefully, no more than two minutes to just talk about. You know, you go back and forth on the red pill rage, especially as an average guy. If you let that shit bother you, as a man, you have a sex drive and. Going full MGTOW monk is damn near impossible. You want to fuck. You may get on Tinder. You may blue pill it. You may fall back in the blue pill ways. Which is neither here nor there. But things like that can happen. Things like that that do happen. And you as a man have to figure out ways how to deal with it. Especially when you, as a red pill aware guy, get... You know you realize what's going on you wake up out of your fucking horny hate you know horniness, and you're like oh my god what the fuck did i do i had a baby i mean in essence that's what happened to me you red pill relapse and before it's too late you've done some blue pill shit and you're a fucking baby daddy or something or worse because it's not bad being a baby daddy if you can have an okay relationship or i guess interactions and with the mom to where you all are cordial and you can raise your child but you just ugh in my opinion the only couple of ways there's like two ways three ways three great ways to deal with the red pill rage or the red pill relapse number one never ever ever blue pill it the fuck back up because I have blue pilled it after red pilling being red pill I have blue pilled it plenty of times because I wanted whatever from a woman or anything, any situation. You've blue-pilled it up. You've cucked. I've cucked. Don't ever cuck. Number two, jack off. Now, I know the red pill community does has a lot of no-fappers and Chad Alpha Bros and Jim Bros that are no-fappers. But dude, if you're gonna go out there and blue-pill it up and do something stupid over some fat woman you're not attracted to just because you wanna get your dick wet, Jack off and then think about what you're about to do. But that goes back to rule number one, or the, you know, I guess step one of not blue, or of relapsing on your red pill rage. One, no blue pill it. Two, jack off before you do something stupid. And lastly, I'm going to cover here, you know, for a little bit. The last thing you want to do is think about, just do a cost benefit analysis, if you will. Think about what that shit, whatever you're going to do, means to you long term. Is a relationship with some gold digger who likes to go on, I mean, I hate, I hate to call out a co-worker, but it's not necessarily calling him out, but he's in a relationship where he has to go on vacation every three months just to keep this woman happy. Now, she's got her own money right now, but what happens when she gets pregnant and he's the one paying for all this? They can't fly to Saudi Arabia every three months on just his income. I mean... He's a white guy, so white guys are big time cucks when it comes to women. So he'll probably end up having to do that and putting himself in a massive amount of debt, keeping this chick's travel junkie you know, uh, travel junkie thing, at bay. Because if she's the minute he's not able to provide her with that lifestyle of travel junkiness, she's gonna monkey branch and do the one of the five pillars of toxic hypergamy to him, which is gonna be all his fault when he gets hit with that. But that's neither here nor there. But. Again, I went pretty long in the episode, and for this closing segment, just try to not, try to, don't do anything stupid. When you relapse on your red pill, especially your red pill rage, don't do anything stupid. It's the foundation of those three things I just went through. But I'm going to let y'all go. I've been talking for a while here, and I'm about to go to the house and play video games this weekend. Kiss my ass. I like video games. I'm out. I'm going to let y'all go. Peace.